Good morning and welcome to this week's EGLSM, the show that has become as synonymous with Sundays as Nanny's Roast Dinners. Jess can't be with us today as he's busy perfecting his recipe for cauliflower cutlets. So you have me instead, Piers Weiner, the neep to Jess's tatties. And today joining me to discuss the week's hot news potatoes are London sage Shante Bohitige and content onion Emily Wright. Um, that's as in, you know, you're multi-layered, Emily. That's obviously not that you make me cry. <laughs> Although she does occasionally do that as well, just a couple of times. Anyway, so shall we, um, well, firstly, shall we knock the stuffing out of the roast dinner puns? Uh, or or have you guys got any that you wish to add? I don't know, you know, well, it depends how often you cook with herbs, but I'm not sure I've got time. Hey, oh, good. So um, look, there's, there is so much news that we could look at today. There's interest rates, there's mini budgets, there's Donald Trump, there's new housing ministers. Um, but that's, seeing as the magazine is a 120 page news beast this week with double helpings of meaty content. I'm sorry, I really will stop with the, the roast in there. I think I'm hungry. I think I must be hungry. Um, I, want to say that I'm gonna la- I want to say that I'm going to lambast you. Lambast oh. you! Oh wow! For your continued use that. of the puns. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. good. Very <laughs> good. I get I get the feeling that you've got some sort of beef with me. Is that is that what's going on here? That... <laughs> oh my god! I have a return. Oh, you two are just roasting each other. Oh. <laughs> Right. Brilliant. Well, just for that, Shante, you, you can start. So let's start at the front. Um, you wow. penned the, the lead story this week, uh, which I was about gravity-defying city rents. Is that right? Yes. It's a wildly exciting time in the city rents world. It always yes. is, surely. Always is. So, um, yeah. So we've been but this isn't, hang, let me just say, this, this isn't what you might expect, is it? Sort of looking at, no. at the, the economic picture globally or nationally. It's it's yeah. not horribly bad news, is it? Unless, of course, you know, you're paying exactly. rents, I guess. I know. We, we've become accustomed to a lot of doom and gloom, um, I think, on this podcast. And we do love a bit of doom and gloom, but it's nice to nice to see the positive in, in things. So, um, yeah. This is really interesting because office rents in the city are continuing to rise or we're seeing seeing them rising now, um, particularly in the city fringe. So there's a lot of redevelopment happening in the city fringe, which is all very exciting. And um, this, yeah, this piece kind of spurred from the owners of 120 Fleet Street um, targeting rents of 80 to 100 pounds per square foot. And so obviously with the St Paul sight lines that are there currently, around Fleet Street, most of the buildings there are mid, uh, mid yep. low, low mid rise buildings predominantly. So um, this Evergo Tower that's gonna be um, redeveloped is gonna stand at 21 stories. So that will be a game changer for that area. Yeah. And so obviously the rents that that sort of building could achieve, there's no real precedent set for that. There's nothing directly comparable that we could look to. So, um, I see. So, so in the absence of precedent, they've decided yeah. just to, to go big. Yeah. Go big exactly. or well, go lower, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and there were really mixed reviews um, about that, but it kind of depends who you speak to as to what the take is on it. Yeah, I mean, some have said is it's it... a very bullish target. Others looked more favourably upon it. Um, but I think it kind of boils down to the shift in priorities towards high quality space. Mm. And so that grade A space that's sort of enhancing companies' ESG strategies and companies are now looking at spaces 
as like looking at their real estate as an extension of their ESG values. So when we take that into account and then obviously add in the war for talent as well, that sort of peaked demand for, you know, for new office buildings in the city and office spaces. So with that in mind, then it perhaps doesn't seem like too much of a stretch. And there are agents pointed out that there are increasing numbers of premium rents being secured for terrace floors um, in the city. So I think but we're talking about city core there, aren't we? We're talking about prime, yes. prime, central, central. Yeah. Yes, for city core. So again, nothing directly for city fringes that we're looking at, and particularly for Fleet Street. There's nothing currently that's directly comparable. Um, so this would certainly be a landmark rent if this is achieved, which is very interesting and exciting. Um, but there are other redevelopments that are popping up as well at the same time. So it will be it will be yeah, interesting to see down the line what that means for any other new developments that are popping up that are similar to this one. And it's a it's a good looking building, isn't it? Evergo. It's it's it like is. it's it's pretty terracey. I like a terracey yeah. building. It looks yeah, it's very terrace heavy. It's kind of got a step multi-level kind of sloping look to it so it doesn't disrupt the sight lines um but yeah it's it's a really interesting looking building it looks like it's going to be going to be fun once it's done a hundred pounds per square foot where where does that sort of put it in terms of of city core rents is that because it's still near the top of that isn't it i mean it is if we chop off the tops of buildings not that we're going to literally chop off the tops of buildings i don't want to suggest (laughs) to anybody that we do that well, this is the thing. So um, currently, average city rents stand at 70 to £75 per square foot. So with that in mind, you can see why some agents have said it's quite a bullish figure. But then we have to take into account the fact that this is going to be a high rise. It's 21 storeys. It's got terraces. It's grade A. So that um, if we're taking those things into consideration. But if you're looking at the, the figures alone, it is quite a big, big difference. And do we know when when's its completion date? What's the twenty twenty six? Okay. So it's got a while to go. So a lot can change. A lot can change in those few years. So who knows? By Absolutely. That well, I mean, the, the way inflation's going, who knows what a hundred pounds yeah. will be worth? I mean, you, you'll probably just be able to get a bag of chips for that. Exactly. Or, or indeed, Emily was telling us uh, just before we came on air about some buns that she tried to buy, which are probably about a hundred pounds each, aren't they? Yes, no, I, 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 ever the kind soul, I, I wanted to get some treats for the office yesterday. So I stopped at somewhere I've been walking past for ages, which is sort of this artisanal bun shop. Um, and I asked for six, six buns and was told that would be £40. So couldn't hide my horror. Were, were they terraced buns? I Did mean, they have very good ESG uh, standards? <laughs> You'd want them to, yeah, you'd want every single layer of dough to have its own terrace for that, wouldn't you? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Anyway, safe to say I didn't didn't go for those. I went for a much cheaper, more well-known brand of doughnuts um, and nobody in the office seemed to mind. So there you go. But um, but buns aside, Emily, uh, pretty much half of the magazine this week has been your affair, really, hasn't it? You've been helming that. It's the, the UK City's Guide, which is, I mean, essentially, it's a separate magazine, isn't it? It is a separate it's, magazine. With, with delicious content all piled high, like um, like my plate at a carvery. Oh, very Sorry, good. <laughs> again. Um, but yes, so for, for, the, for the benefit of any noobs out there um, who weren't eagerly awaiting the latest UK City's Guide, um, what is it and, and what have been the highlights? So the UK City's Guide is... Um, 
our one of our sort of flagship um, supplements that we do twice a year. So it really is very exciting. You know, gotta gotta wait for those that that sort of twice yearly announcement. Um, and this um, issue will be out um, to coincide with Alref, which is next week, of course. And it is just packed full, if I may say so myself, um, of information that we feel that people should be very much aware of at the moment um, around the UK cities. And that includes London. But obviously, there's a big focus on the regions. And in fact, in this issue, it's sort of a, a main focus on the regions. Mm. Um, and we're focusing really on levelling up. Um, and we've come at it from a few different angles, because what we wanted to do was give people something that they looked at and thought, oh, you know, that will actually be something that I can take something away from. And there's an awful lot yeah. going on around levelling up, an awful lot of commentary. So we've tried to come at it from a very fresh angle. So one of the things that we've done is anyone who is a UK Cities Guide regular will know that um, the lovely Sam McClary has for a while now been doing the Sustainable Cities Guide, looking at um, the regional cities that um, sort of and how they place in terms of a number of metrics around their ESG and sustainability credentials. Yeah. What we did this time is we extended it. So we've got the sustainability index. So you can check and see where your city or where a rival city comes on that index. And we've bolstered it with the smart city index. And as you well know, Piers, the infrastructure smart I city index. I do well know, yes. So three, three excellent indexes or indices. Um, Sorry, there's a flurry of acorns landing on a... <laughs> terribly sorry. I'm terribly... <laughs> a flurry of acorns just, I mean, flying past the window. I don't know what's going on. There must be a squirrel afoot. Anyway, <laughs> you can always rely on me to, to, to say something that you either need to trawl through to edit out or um, that will stay in. No, I'm, I'm going to keep this in. This is like this is like Henry Blofeld's cricket commentary. This is perfect. <laughs> You'll be telling us about the bus route. Extraordinary. Route. I think there must Brilliant. be something up in the tree. <laughs> so we've got <laughs> so we've got our indexes, um, which everybody can have a look at, see where you rank, see where your city ranks, um, and um, some accompanying commentary and comment pieces with that. And we've got an interview with um, Linda Chandler of Microsoft and everything that she's doing in terms of how she's interacting and with local authorities to help them future-proof cities. That's mm. really interesting how private sector is getting involved with helping out public sector and she said that she says and it's really worth worth a read that actually people would maybe assume that private sector is much more forward thinking when it comes to innovation and future proofing but actually local authorities have got some really good programs going and are doing really amazing things and, and a lot of that is off their own bat but quite a lot of it is because of collaborations with companies like microsoft so that's really yeah. interesting definitely have a have a look at that on on the going back to the indices, the um, I just like saying indices. Who's who's doing well in each of the the categories? Is it is it? Are you able to say okay, this is this is a clear leader, or are they sort of fairly matched on different metrics? What's what does it sort of um, shape up as? It's actually quite nice because different cities are performing really well in different areas. Hmm. It's difficult to say because obviously, you know, if, if you get if you look at it very statistically, then you can pick a leader in each one. But but it depends on how what metrics you're looking at and how you are then breaking those metrics down. So it's a bit it's a bit tricky to say as a definite leader. But in terms of front runners, um, definitely keep an eye out for Bristol. 
um, and particularly around ESG, um, Birmingham and Manchester. So, but 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 that's not to say that there are other cities that aren't also performing incredibly well. And it's and, and actually that's why it's good to read the analysis around the indexes mm. because, for example, with smart tech side of things, you know, Manchester is doing very well in terms of being at the top of a lot of the metrics. But then there are other cities that are more that are, are very prevalent in sort of the second tier down and are kind of doing well across more metrics. But oh, just I one, see, right. But just one down. See what I mean? So it's not like, necessarily leading in any one metric, but but, but kind across of the board. Doing very well across the board, right. So if you if so if you averaged it a different way, for example, you might well see that there are cities that are really, you know, neck and mm. neck. And actually the do you know I wonder how many times I've said actually on this podcast a few um, not enough not enough well I'll endeavor to to get more actuallys in um and particularly for the smart cities one and the, and I, the reason I'm talking about that is because I, I compiled that one um what's very interesting is that it's definitely a case of I don't really like this phrase but I'm going to use it because it works is um definitely the phrase definitely the uh, situation of all boats rising you, you're seeing mm. a lot of kind of like really good kind of competitive sort of one-upmanship, which is really important. So I think, you know, one city sees that another city's doing this or has done well here or has done well there, and everybody wants to kind of try and keep up with everybody else. So you're seeing a, a really nice sort of across-the-board rise in standards and um, credentials, so that's brilliant. But, yeah, so it's out um, end, of this, well, end of last week, I should say, and out next week as well. So pick up a copy. It's good. It's more than good. It's marvellous. Can you hear the acorns? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it sounds as though Emily may have lost her marbles during the recording of this podcast. Uh, we apologise. Normal service will be resumed. Honestly, what's going on? I wouldn't mention it if it wasn't relative, like relatively significant. I don't know what's going on because I can't, I can't look, I can't see, but it's like, it's like a tor- torrent of acorns. <laughs> right we're gonna we're gonna take a short break here um i'll stitch this seamlessly together for our listeners but i really want emily to find out what is going on with these acorns so we'll be back hang on a minute let me see all i can think of now is that squirrel in ice age who's just obsessed with the acorns (laughs) i can report back it's a combination of high winds and squirrels Uh, (laughs) and it's having a scrat attack what is it is it like squirrel warfare is that what's going on it's a big tree and lots of squirrels in it and I think they're just... It's a territory war, turf war. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we are lucky. This is a very, very Emily turn on a podcast. It's very standard. But anyway, <laughs> apologies. Well, look, back back from the squirrels and staying on the city's theme. Um, look, I, I decided, simply because I ran out of time to write one, that we would dispense with the format and, um, and, and have a break from the quiz. And... Um, I can't quite work out whether Emily is looking appalled or delighted by that decision. Um, we, we know anybody who listens to this podcast uh, will know that Emily is, um, shall we say, joyously competitive. Is that a good way of saying it? Ruthlessly competitive? Really Horribly, competitive. horribly competitive. You know, Nothing not... horrible about it. I, look, I don't bear any resentment to the fact that you absolutely wiped the floor with me on that housing minister's quiz, which is, incidentally, <laughs> despite the fact that there is a new housing minister, that is why we're not having a housing minister's quiz. We all know who'd win, don't we, Emily? Don't we? We do. And it was a surprise even to me. So, you know. <laughs> 
I didn't know that was a skill I possessed. Well, look, we're not going to have a quiz. We're going to have games. So this may catch on. This might be a good idea. We might do it again. <laughs> it might not be. Let's see. If Jess picks it up and runs with it, it means it was quite a good idea. If you never hear about this ever again, it's because it's a disaster. So games. Or, we're start or with... one might say a pig's ear. Good. Oh. Pig's ear. <laughs> it's nose to tail, isn't it? That's a thing. Nose to tail yeah, roasting. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to start with EG's first ever head-to-head match of City Word Association. So this is essentially word association, but I am going to give you the name of a city featured in our guide, and you have to take it in turns to say the first thing that comes into your head. Oh, this could be really, really dangerous. So I'll say the city mm. and then say, well, Shante, you'll go first, and then Emily will respond to you, and we'll keep going like that until the first person to stumble. They will lose the point. So you you will stumble either just by not being able to think of anything or if you're self-censoring because you're about to say something rude or, um, I don't know, a squirrel has just thrown a hazelnut at the window <laughs> and you're worried about what's going to happen next. Um, so I'm going to reach into my uh, my city sorting hat and, uh, and draw out the first name. Are we ready? Ready. Ready. I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> Edinburgh. Scotland. Castle. Uni. Harry Potter. The Queen. Arthur's Seat. Sheep. I don't know. Sheep. Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think that's one point to Emily. Well, to be fair, the, the Edinburgh Wool, the Edinburgh Wool Company is, is, or the Edinburgh Wool Mill. I mean, you know. Hey, look, I'm not disputing sheep, although it's a bit of a tangent. But there was a massive hesitation there. I'll uh, take that point. The, thanks. There was clear self-censoring going on there. I'm not sure what was going through your mind, Shante, but it was clearly <laughs> filth. Um, it was so. blank. That was just plucking sheep from the depths of my brain. <laughs> That's bizarre. Okay, so next one. Ready? Um, we'll go. Emily will start on this one. It is Liverpool. The Beatles. Evelina. Um, bridge. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. I think you stumped her with Evelina. <laughs> Emily, a uh, 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 bridge. <laughs> there's no, there's a very beautiful bridge in Liverpool. I'm sure there is. I mean, I know there is, but there was still a massive hesitation. Okay. Right, Clearly fine. some filtering going on. Um, very good for, for those of you who are unaware. Our correspondent up north and uh, for life sciences, Evelina, lives up in Liverpool. Um, good. Right. Starting with, who did we start with just then? It was Emily, wasn't Me. it? Me. Yeah. So there's one each. And we're going to start with Shante again. Um, and we're going to go with Birmingham. University. Bullring. City. I'm not, I'm not sure. Piers, I know I'm not sure. No, I think, I think you can I, call Two, one, one to Emily. Thank you. <laughs> right. I feel like I'm having flashbacks to geography class. You know, when you're like, in, <laughs> and I haven't done geography since I was in year eight. So we're going back quite some time now. My well, UK look, geography knowledge is shockingly poor. My geography teacher used to throw a board marker at me, uh, at any of us, wow. if we didn't answer a question, which I think shows you just how long ago it was when I was in school. Okay, so Bristol. Chance. That was a massive hesitation. <laughs> what did you wow. say? Trance. Trance. Yeah. Oh, I went to university in Bristol. So that so when you said ah. Bristol, an awful lot of stuff came flooding back. And it is concerning that Trance was where I landed. 
I think for, for anyone listening, oh. you, you will have noticed the pause, but you wouldn't have been able to see what was going on on Emily's face. Her eyes started to flicker in this kind of almost hypnotic state and she she was sort of twitching slightly there was oh but on to the next <laughs> <laughs> and on to the next and and final one for this round it's cardiff I don't yeah, I win. emily wins <laughs> brilliant well there we go um Hopefully we haven't offended too many of our listeners. Um, I mean, well, let's be honest, we've offended all of them. All oh, of them. Definitely. I think it was it was but pretty good coverage of offence. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, that's probably high time for us to to head to the hills. And in fact, Emily, that's exactly what you're doing, isn't it? You're you're abandoning us. This is going to be your last EGLSM for some time. Can you tell us why that is? Yes. So I'm not abandoning permanently, but I am heading off for a few months. Um, to have a baby so I should be I should be doing that mainly um, <laughs> that will hopefully only be a small part of it <laughs> I'm going to be doing it for the next nine months um, so yes heading off to have a baby but we'll be back in the summer I'm very much looking forward to seeing everybody and hearing um, what's been going on um, so yes thank you well all that remains is for me to say um, well thank you very much to both of you and uh and and goodbye to our, our listeners. Um, as my guests and I reach for another roast potato to mop up the last of the gravy that is news, mm-hmm. we will leave you all to enjoy what's left of your Sundays. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> my bye sounded really creepy. Um, <laughs>